We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Welcome to the Pat Mayo Experience, presented by DraftKings 2022 Sony Open Picks, Bets, Preview, One and Done, because the One and Done is back. Get your entry in the giant race for the Mayo Cup, One and Done right now, 500 k guaranteed in the prize pool, $50,000 to first prize. Hit the description or just go to fantasygolfchampionships.com. It starts this Thursday. So I want to hear you in a week's time. It's like, oh, I meant to do that. Can I still get in? No, you fucking can't, all right? It starts on Thursday. Go get your spot as I am talking right now. Fantasygolfchampionships.com, the PME Listeners League. Listeners League for DraftKings is now open as well. 2,000 spots this week. Also, down in the description, the newsletter, where I'll have my bets on Wednesday. That is down in the description. Free to join. Go do that. And you can now review, rate the show on Spotify. So if you're listening on Spotify, take the four seconds and hit five stars on the review. You don't have to write anything. It's just click five stars. You're good to go. Or if you have Apple Podcasts, which you are listening to this on right now, as the majority of people do, and you have Spotify, just go, go on over to Pat Mayo Experience give that the five-star rating as well that would really help us out jeff feinberg coming off an emotional evening in football but it's just like golf never went away jeff because we didn't hit a winner at least i didn't did you no didn't hit anything i I won my matchups that was nice but i don't know no we we circled the wagon pretty good on the show last week you know you can never really you don't even need to discuss rom and you know, we did the hard sell on Cameron Smith, despite neither of us betting him. I pivoted to Berger, who couldn't, you know, had an allergic reaction to the 10 footer. And it is it is what it is. But, hey, you know, we're here. Golf. I like golf. I like golf. We're good. I'm happy to entertain. What once I saw on Saturday's round, I think it was Saturday's round. It was Saturday's round because I, I was like, if Thomas can go this low, like Morikawa and Thomas are like basically the same guy, maybe he can go this low. And he missed this putt on the par three eighth on Saturday by a good 22, 25 feet. And I was like, oh my God, uh, th- th- this is the end of it. And like Patrick Reed was storming back. The problem was like, it didn't matter how well those guys played and how many minus 12s that they fired. The guys in the like Cam Smith shot minus nine one day and lost his three-stroke lead to Rom going into the final round. So if you weren't doing it every day, you were essentially cooked. I, I don't think that we're going to see... Obviously, those were the three like lowest scores to par ever at an event uh, with Matt Jones coming up there as well. But soft conditions just made it so prime for scoring and people were just making pots. Like, it was kind of crazy. Soft conditions, resort course. I think a lot of people, like, you wonder if they followed the sport before. Like, I don't care what someone shot who's through, like, 17 holes when, like, Rom and Cam Smith are on the second hole. 
like they're going to be gapped by a touchdown by the end of this thing. I, I was ho- I was hoping it's you don't need point- to tell me you're live betting Phil or something like <laughs> what are you doing? I didn't He's waste one back. The guys are teeing off. But, uh, you know, what an amazing Cam Smith performance to hold off Rom. It's like, is that the type of Herculean effort it's going to take each week with John Rom? Uh, maybe. I don't know. Cam Smith just felt like he was doing everything, like absolutely everything perfectly. And John Rom just kind of looked like he was lollygagging for like 84% of it and still right there. So it was just marvelous. Um, it was marvelous to watch him. Cam Smith was like art, you know, it was like art. It was like speed in certain points too. Like, you know, good speed. Like it was just beautiful to observe. I, I didn't waste a cent live betting because I, like you, saw the leaderboard and knew a lot better of what was going to happen here once my guys started making a charge. Like, even Morikawa at one point, I think it was on Saturday, or it was Thomas on Saturday, like, they got up to, like, T3 or something like that. Only two back of Cameron Smith, who's on hole three. It's like, oh, God. Like, they're going to be ten back by the time the next round ends up starting. So, maybe it's an experience thing with this, and, like, maybe instead of live betting, just, like, do a rain dance or something, pray for some wind, and all of a sudden, like, that later wave ends up getting wiped out like that was the only chance that any of these chasers had yeah of course and, you know full credit to any you know any like matt jones a matt jones each way probably paid as good as a cam smith wins more so had to anybody had to pay more yeah okay more i i mean i don't even know what the number is because my eyes would have looked through them like like red ink on uh monday when we did last week's show i mean that would have been speaking from an outright perspective and i wouldn't have been wrong. I will tell you, I did take a make one live bet, and it was a really, really bad beat, Pat. Um, you know that that one of those sketchy books was offering like a stale line on Top American that the internet guys on the Twitter put me onto had Burger plus four fifty to be Top American. Um, it just seems stale compared to what his live was and and everything. This was still with a couple days left. He three putted from 15 feet, 18 yesterday to give Cantley top American. And that book probably wouldn't even have chopped the bet. You know what I mean? Oh, it's probably even like a full payout. So that happened, you know, and then the night happens. So it's just like a bad omen. And I can't actually do any more of this without just saying, Honestly, where I started betting golf, like my first dips in the water, um, you know, were with Cam and getting Brian Blessing on the horn, Pat. So nothing but, um, you know, thoughts to him and his family. And I know Cam, you know, I love Cam. Cam takes, geez, even to make a joke, but like Cam, you know, Cam takes like little things hard like me like you know so this i'm sure like has got him in a place where my thoughts are with blessings family with his friends he's you know a guy oh great guy did all he loved cam and gabe so much so much he would have moved heaven and earth for those two guys uh and yeah so i guess that just came across my mind so i figured i'd have to say that yeah if people don't know brian blessing passed away on sunday a big voice in the hockey scene the buffalo scene used to host the sabers post game show and he was really one of the first people like we're doing ga- everyone does gambling content now but he along with like gabe and cam were one of the very few who was doing gambling content like exclusive gambling content like 15 years ago so everyone who's in the space right now whether you knew him or not he really did set a trail for a lot of people so eh, he's gonna end up having a great legacy i only knew him through cam and gabe and he just every time just such a nice guy yeah and he they would have so much fun together and oh man i just okay yeah I like just so many inside baseball stories that would mean mean nothing, but just being like an intern and, you know, my first job is getting blessing on the phone for Gabe and Cam or, you know, booking blessing and he'd do anything for, for those guys. And yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, rest in peace, Brian. And he loved his golf. He loved his long shots. He loved his long shots. You know, sometimes like me, I get a too much of a taste. It gets expensive at the top of the board. Brian loved, loved those pooches. Him and Cammy talking pooches, triple digit, find me 100 to one. Ah, those were good times. Good times. 
Uh, anything else from the Tournament of Champions you want to discuss? How about Cameron Smith and his newfound driving distance? Is this a product? Like, I, I saw his club head speed was up. Uh, so that's great news in terms of getting more distance. But do you think it's because the fairways were so wide that he could really go rip at it? And then there was no real penalty. Like, the only person who got penalized all week for driving was Rom. Instead, he still shot a 61 after driving the ball out of bounds on Saturday, which might end up being, like, the best round I've ever even considered considering you go ob and still shoot a 61 but cam smith in this extra distance is no joke right now especially when it comes to something like augusta like we we talked about how guys who win at the tournament of champions at kapalua no flat lies very reminiscent of what you see at augusta and like it's not like we haven't been betting cam smith at augusta the past three years anyway do, do we now if you were thinking about betting cam smith at augusta the time to do it isn't today the time to do it is like six weeks from now if cam smith like plays mediocre golf or something sorry i'm just fishing my snack <laughs> if steve sands could do it for four freaking days why can't i not like go to commercial for 30 minutes an hour Cameron, oh yeah, Cam Smith. Yeah, great Cam, golfer. Yeah, uh, no, Cam Smith's People twenty-eight. Him to win he's, the he's twenty-eight last night. He's twenty-eight to one right now at DraftKings Sportsbook. That's the same as Hideki, and maybe those are fair odds. But if that's where like his ceiling is going to be for Masters odds, like if he has like three bad weeks, he's going to come back down to earth. Driving distance was insane. Like just what? Maybe you know because it's the contours, and he was just perfectly zinging him out there, and you could ride the ball past. Ron, uh, how did he play? Just remind me how we played last year's Masters. It was fantastic again, right? The one that I bet him at was the DJ Masters, and he came in yeah, second. See, that, see, I don't know. And that was, you know, when you play great in the November Masters, do we, like, consider that different? But he has multiple great Masters on his resume, I believe, doesn't he? Yeah, in April, he was 10th at the Masters. He was second at the November Masters, 51st the year before that, and 5th the year before that so um pretty good i saw people i mean that's a thing right we get this this time of year guy wins golf tournament people like betting him at majors that week that night i guess if you're that you know believe in him or you're that bullish or you just hit a ticket on the guy and now you want to have a piece of him in the big event sure um I mean, he's 10 to 1, 11 to 1 to win this week, Pat. So what's his, like, if he pulls off the Sony or the Hawaii double, what are they going to do? Price him with Cantley? Like, I doubt it. This feels like, unless he goes on an extraordinary run, and obviously he competes at Riviera every single year, another course that kind of crosses over with all these ones that we're talking about, then his number can, like, start getting higher. But this feels like it may be, if he doesn't win again for the rest of the season, he's not going to be 28-1 to the week of the Masters. He'll be, like, 35 or 40 or something like that. We see it happen every year. Yeah. Um, and there could be a part of him that, you know, he's such a master's disciple where maybe he's going to get sweet squeezed on placings, uh, what have you. So I don't know, but yeah, I haven't made the move on, on cam and I'm maybe regrettably, but I ain't betting it. I ain't betting it now. No, we, if you miss the number, you're probably gonna have to wait at this point. I was watching on golf channel this morning when I woke up, I think it was a replay of what happened after, but like the talk was Cameron Smith president's cup team going to be able to compete with America. And then they started naming off all the players that are going to be on the president's cup team. It's like, yeah, it's a fun team. I would like to see it win, but like Mackenzie Hughes is their like seventh best player. (laughs) Yeah. I don't even can't even make a comment on that, but yeah, it's a a fun team and us tracking it this year with the flock of, of young uh, South Africans and uh, some of the South Americans and our boys up here in the North. It's a fun team to sort of track who's who's progressing for it, but it's it's like a future stars thing more so than like an all star team like the Americans an all pro team. Yeah, it's like when they used to have the World Cup of Hockey, or at least the last time, where every country in the world would have a team, but then there was, like, another team that was, like, you know, Canada, but you have to be under 20 years old or something like that. And that feels like this President's Cup team. Yeah, that's a pretty fair analogy of it. Yeah, it was Team North America Young Guns or something. So, yeah, that's that's pretty much what, uh, what the team is. And in Charlotte... Th- 
they're gonna get whatever it's not even fair to us talking about some whatever they're gonna get waxed but that's a not different conversation i mean they get they get waxed every year anyway i don't think it really matters what the venue is no they, they hang tough they had a fun time in australia when when the travel is deep it's gonna be fun but say you know our party in, in at royal montreal in a few years that's gonna be like that's going to be a like a, a U.S. not in terms of crowd, but, you know, they don't have to fly overseas and, and change anything unless, you know, Captain DJ's going to get caught in the clubs with us, Pat. That could be fun. Listen, Mr. Johnson is invited to come out and party with us. We'll be pushing like 40 at that point. So I don't know how much. Uh, how much so is he. So we're all right around the same age. So it might be like an early night of the party scene in Montreal. Then Royal Montreal does is a much better venue for the President's Cup team than Quail Hollow is, though, because I think the last time they played the Canadian Open at Royal Montreal, I know they had the President's Cup there as well, like Tim Clark won. It's a, it'd be like, it's not quite like playing a President's Cup or Ryder Cup at Sawgrass, but it has very similar elements to Sawgrass. I, I'm, I don't, like there's really a, have any there, there's, on that whatsoever. It's it's not there's just no weird waxed woods there. No, it's true. And Woody Woody Austin fell in the water. <laughs> yes, <laughs> but it's like it's super short. There's water everywhere. Like it's a high variance course. So, although in match play you can kind of swing it the other way. It's like yeah, you can have your one blow up hole, but then the talent of the Americans is most definitely going to dominate because they're still by far the better players. If it was a stroke play event, you know you don't want Bryson hanging up like an eleven or something on one of these holes, then you're cooked. If he just loses a hole, not that big of a deal. Anyway, let's get into the Sony Open. We're back at Wiley Country Club, home of one of the best commercials for an N64 game of all time. If you want to go Google that, hit up the YouTubes, figure that out. Par 70, 7,044 yards, $7.5 million to the winner. Kevin Na is the defending champion. Uh, Brennan Steele had it in the bag last year and just kind of gagged it away with a three-putt and then completely just... You know, at, at, from that point on, it was the end of Brendan Steele, and Na just kind of walked away with it. It was like, oh, man, Kevin Na, here we go. Uh, it is worth noting, Na... Six of the past seven winners, Cameron Smith is the only one who's excluded from this, had played the Tournament of Champions the year before, uh, the week before, sorry, playing at the Sony Open. So you can spin that one of two ways. One, players are warmed up. They're more geared to go for this week. Two, all the good players generally play in the Tournament of Champions and all the good players that end up playing in the Sony are usually guys that hung around for the week. So maybe it's just a talent type thing at the same time but you can make that with what what you want to do with it but like Na was horrendous at the tournament of champions a year ago when Kuchar won two years ago he was also horrendous at the tournament of champions so you can almost just write it off like Kokrak is going to be a very interesting one this week because he sucked at Kapaloa he's really bad but I don't think that like you can talk yourself out of him because of it and it's going to be very difficult to make a case for him Harris English is another one at the same time too but you're now getting way better odds on these guys who kind of set up really well at this course. So just remember that, that non Kuchar sucked the year that they won the Sony Open the week before at Kapalua, before we go into it. But again, this is just going to be wedges and putting unless the wind picks up, and it doesn't seem like the wind... We don't normally get a lot of wind at Wiley. We did two years ago when Cam Smith won. He won at 11 under par. That was the highest score to par since VJ also shot 11 under in 2005. So five of the past seven winners have been minus 20 or better. Obviously, JT came out and smashed everyone in 2017. Shot a 59 in the first round and just never looked back. But that's where we're going with this course. Do you have any fond memories of it? Because it's it's hard to hit fairways here, but hitting fairways here doesn't matter. So it's kind of irrelevant at that point. No, yeah, my memories here mainly the Kucher win and like Henley smoke shows uh, at this place. Yeah, Henley was the last winner to win the, have his maiden PGA Tour win at this course. Now, that kind of goes hand-in-hand hand with seven of the past eight winners played in the Tournament of Champions the week before, so obviously they had won before. And uh, what, like, didn't Brick Shithouse Kazire have a hot run pull this thing off? Yeah, and he had won the OHL yeah. in the swing season, or Mayakoba in the swing season. Yeah. Kucher had also won Mayakoba in the swing season. Like, those are the two parallel courses, I, really, if we're looking at it. And this one goes hand-in-hand hand with Sedgefield, Harbortown, Colonial. It's like it's one of those courses. My first instinct is I really do like betting these types of boards, um, right? I think that there's... Um, 
you know, like the super elite player isn't really here. And I just like the opportunities that this board can represent. Okay. Well, I don't know. I don't want to go in depth on the players like beyond 30 to one that I like, because then I'll, we got to get there, right? Or okay. Yeah, no, do it? no, no, you're, you're, you're good. I, I agree with you. I do think there's a lot of potential here because rarely do you see, I think it's JT is really the only one that I can think of where like the fate, like one of the top four favorites ended up just winning this event. Uh, Cameron Smith was, I think, hell, he, he was not high in the odds when he ended up winning two years ago. I remember Ulrich came on the show and was hyping up. I think he was like 40 to one. Kucher was 40 to one. Nah, last year was like 60 to one. Like this is a really good for the mid tier because if the big studs who are here, and we'll talk about them in a second, don't show up and they're not like the highest end studs you can find because spoiler alert, Bryson already withdrew. Fun fact, uh, five minutes before Bryson withdrew, I asked Cuss for his one and done pick. And of course it was Bryson, Jeff. Of course. He got win. Of course. Tim put it out into the ether. Bryson was like, no, thank you. I'm getting out of Dodge before I'm cursed. I mean, what were your thoughts? Were you interested at all? Because I saw like 14 to ones on on Bryson. And, you know, you compare that with the field strength. And, you know, it's always would have been tempting. I I was all over it until Cuss told me he was the one and done for his pick. And I was like, well, I don't like that. Then he withdrew. And I was like, yeah, it must have been a sign not to bet Bryson. But Bryson is like sneaky good at courses like this like he plays sawgrass well he had played heritage well i don't know if like new bryson is going to be able to kind of rein it back in hit some irons off the tee because he doesn't have to hit driver at a course like this he can still hit a pitching wedge into all the power fives that he's played well some of these tracks over the years and i think that people are just like oh longer the course the better for bryson it's not always necessarily the case so just wanted to throw that out there. Bryson has withdrawn Garrick Higo, my guy. I wanted to bet him. He's also pulled out, so I'm not going to be betting him this week. Sign up for the one and done, by the way. FantasyGolfChampionships.com. We'll be making our one and done picks at the end of the show. Let's talk favorites for the week at the Sony. Open Cameron Smith, without Bryson now, is 9-1 to one to win, looking to become the third player to complete the Hawaii Slam after Ernie Els and Justin Thomas. I mean, he's won both events, but to win both events in the same year, he would be the third person to do that. Webb Simpson is 12-1 to one in his season debut. Leishman, 16-1. Sung Jay and Corey Connors, 18-1. to one. Didn't think I'd see a world where Corey Connors was a two-points lower on the on the board than Hideki, but Hideki's 20 to 1. Answer and Henley are 22. Kevin Na and the Gucci Man are both 25 to 1. And that's it for all of your players underneath 30 to 1. You have this collection of 10 guys. Connors is actually my favorite of them, but I just don't think I can get there at 18 to 1 if Webb is going to be sitting there at 12. Like paying 18 for Corey Connors just seems like way too much. I I'm happy to root for him. I'm happy to use him on DraftKings. Probably not going to get my money at 18 to one. But when I went back and looked at the numbers for his career, Corey Connors loses 1.1 strokes putting per event. That includes sometimes he plays four rounds. Sometimes he plays two rounds, whatever. At this event, he has played it three times. He's made the cut every time he averages 4.4 strokes putting at this event, Jeff. Well, I went into the year pretty much thinking I was going to lose a lot of money on uh, Corey Connors this year. And the question I'm deciding is whether to start it this week or not. Uh, You wouldn't bet him at 18 to 1, Pat, but are there numbers that you would be interested in betting Corey Connors at if it got there? Well, it opened at 25, and I was highly considering that. But then I looked at it, I was like, well, Abraham Answer and Corey Connors are essentially the same player, except for Abraham Answer can putt. And he's won a big tournament before and he's 22 to one. Like what? And he played last week fitting that narrative. Like why wouldn't I just take answer? Yeah. I like, I like both of those guys a lot. And on first glance over at DraftKings, safe to say uh, a lot of people, I think won money on Cameron Smith, at DraftKings last <laughs> yeah. week. Pat. Yeah. I think so. He's already like, we, I we, think we, we, so we just, maybe just, we just announced him at nine to one. He just dropped it eight to one in real time as we were doing this. Uh, yeah. So, you know, feel, feel that, uh, feel that out. Maybe they'll, you know, they'll, uh, bump things up as the week, as the week goes along. Corey Connors, just, he's an absolute, uh, clinic at this place. So he would be my guy at the best number 
available is something I'm interested in. And Mark Leishman, his number, I went to bed last night thinking, you know, what maybe we could get on Leishman. I was not anticipating <laughs> it being, what, 18 to 1? Yeah, it's not great. No, no, it's, so it's, it's a, a it's, floor it's, and it, it's 16 to 1, actually. Well, that's, an, I mean, that's not, I can't bet that. No, that's that a thing. They, they've priced us out of all the guys that we like. Looking at it, the past three, he skipped 2019, but the past three starts at this tournament for Webb Simpson, unsurprisingly, fourth, third, fourth. Like, he's going to be there at the end. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not, the, I, I'm just attracted to some other, some other guys a little farther back. Um, so then I am web. Do, do you think that anyone from this 30 to 30 to one and under range is going to get your money? Because I think if it was up to me, like Hideki at 20 is kind of staring me in the face. I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah. There's a bunch of guys. It's Hideki. It's Connors. It's answer. Those would be my three favorite names, uh, probably in this group and Leishman at a normal number. Now I can't bet all of them. And I like guys behind, but I could see myself picking two of Connor's Hideki and answer. Yeah, just, uh, I could see that. Im also is uh, Im to me. Im was the guy, at least where I was looking. His odds dropped the most when Bryson withdrew. I, I think that makes a lot of sense. I, it feels like that maybe he had been underpriced by the market to open to begin with, and then they just kind of reset his price to where he should be. Yeah, because I saw 20 and that became 16. And like, oh, okay. Other guys lost a point, but he lost, uh, you know, nearly 25%, nearly, um, of what uh, of what he was because of, of Bryson. But I guess they figure if Sung Jae's on, you know, not many guys who are going to compete with him, you know, when he gets in that mode like he was for a little bit last week uh, um, and at the, at the Shriners where he won. I'm just looking at Hideki right now. He dominates ball striking at this tournament. He plays it every year. They have a Sony has a relationship with the Japanese tour, so there's like a couple guys in the field this week too. Like if you're in the top five of the Japanese order of merit, you automatically qualify for the Sony Open. The top ranked amateur is going to be playing this week out of Japan. But you know, last year, I gained almost seven strokes on approach. Gained almost six strokes on approach the year before that. Gaining over a stroke and a half, almost three last year off the tee. Gaining around the greens. Decky can't figure out these greens for the life of him. He has gained strokes putting once in his career in nine starts. And that was in 2012. So he must have been like 19 or something like that. And he consistently loses like three and a half, 3.4, 3.8. That I just don't know if he can make enough putts to win this. Maybe he's the perfect guy to go tackle. Maybe that's baked in to his odds a little bit. But like, unless it's on bent grass, it's really tough to get to get behind Hideki for four straight rounds. Hence why I don't think that Tim should be able to qualify his player's championship win after leading after one round. <laughs> that's that's scary when it comes to Decky. Gooch is another guy. I don't think his number is totally un, unfair at the moment. And he played pretty strong last week. And a lot of people picked him to have the win last week. So wouldn't you easily, if you picked him to win last week, wouldn't you be totally willing to swallow a few less points in a field that doesn't include Rom and Thomas and Morikawa and Xander and name seven other players before you get to the best player in this field? I, I would think so. Like Hideki's probably going to be a cross off at 20 to one for me, just because that putting split, because uh, you need to nitpick with these guys. You have to find a reason. Listen, I, I'd like to bet everyone. Now I need to find reasons not to bet anyone. So the top few guys, well, that's it. anyone below 20, I don't like their number. Just straight up. I'm not going to bet them. Hideki, I could have talked myself into because of the numbers. I'm going to cross him off because of the Bermuda. That leaves me with answer. I'm not betting Henley at 22 to 1. I'd rather bet not 25. And then Gooch. Those would be the three guys. Answer, not, and Gooch. How do we discern between these guys? If you like someone last week, they didn't perform up to your standards. I just laid out to you the Matt Kuchar, the Kevin Na from last year. I don't think it makes a difference. If you like them and their skill set at this course, you should still like them right now. I don't love the Gooch number, but I think it's fair. Yeah, I, I think it's totally fair. And I could see it getting getting bigger and maybe even flirting into the 30s. And I think he went off last week at 35-40 in that superstar field. So, yeah, I, I agree. He would be a guy that... Um, 
if I don't make double moves sort of in the mid twenties, I could see myself betting on Taylor Gooch. Uh, well, if, if we do play the Mayakoba corollary this week, uh, the top six players for Mayakoba this year are not in the field. Uh, so Hovland, Ortiz, JT, Scheffler, Neiman, and Matthew Wolf all not playing this week. That would leave, uh, if we throw those guys out, the only guys that are playing, Answer, Landry, and Danny Lee would be the next few guys up. Gooch was 11th, though, at th- that week. The problem we, is, we, here, here's the problem. If you bet Gooch or Nah or even Answer at 22 or 25 to 1, or maybe you can find a 30 on them, I don't know. That means the equivalent of betting one of those guys means you couldn't bet Matt Jones and Maverick McNeely together or Cameron Davis or three of Kucher, Siwoo, and Aaron Wright. You probably don't want to do that anyway. But you know what I mean? Like the price of one of these guys are three guys that, I don't know, if you combine them together, would you feel better about it? I always have that debate. That's a weekly debate. You know, that's like value shopping you know with the you know with the flyer you go with one top shelf or you go a uh, couple no name uh, uh sorry lesser brand names and you get multiples here's the thing though pat i, I mean just going back to gooch because i just stared at it he lost strokes putting three of his four rounds last week when it seemed like everyone was making putts outside of you know six people and he gained in every single strokes gain metric that wasn't putting off the tee approach around the greens. Couldn't make a putt happens. Now just hit me up like his sort of longer range putting statistics. He's a, he's a fine putter. He's a slightly above average putter for his career per event. He gains 0.5 strokes putting when he won at the RSM in those three qualifying rounds, he gained five strokes putting the week before that he lost two. the week before that he gained two. The week before that he lost one the week before that he gained two. So it's kind of like a, it's, it's almost like an every other week with him when it comes down to it. So, you know, by that yeah, logic, and it's like he's going to gain. <laughs> and I was just going to say, it has this walking up to the roulette, you know, wheel vibe. And you're like, you see in the pattern and, I didn't I didn't I didn't play the last hand and it went against me. So I feel like it's more inclined um, for it to go the other way this week. That's tempting. That's tempting, especially at some of the higher points numbers you could, you know, maybe find on on a guy like Gooch. So 25 to one is what I'm seeing right now. Gucci man is 35 to one at uh, the place where I have access to to bet right now. I like that number a lot more. Not going to lie to you. Henley is also 35 to one over there instead of 22 to one. DraftKings is basically running my fantasy national model and basically taking their odds because the the order that my model spit guys out in this week is essentially what the DraftKings odds are. It's kind of creepy. Yeah, I mean, even look at answer over there. Yeah, answer 33. That I can kind of, I can fuck with that. Yeah. Connors is now that's 20 whole, Connors that, Connors is 28 like that's an appealing number so I, I feel much better about those numbers and I think that if you're betting at DraftKings Sportsbook right now and that's the book that you use I'd wait on some of these numbers to tell you the truth I think that they'll drop yeah they have to they drop based on the, you know they they took it I guess uh yesterday maybe a lot of Cam Smith and Raiders Raiders money uh came in so yeah once they realize they're not taking any mark leachman action at 16 to 1 maybe they'll bump them up to 20 22 right yeah well, tw- 22 is what i'm seeing right now now a couple of these guys in the 35s will be 28s or 25s by the end of the week too because if we're talking about gooch we've identified gooch and answer especially at 33 to 1 being like oh yeah those are good bets like they'll be 25 to 22 by the time wednesday night rolls around and any love for kisner not a ton, although what he did last week at Tournament of Champions is exactly what you need to do here because he's he gained on his approaches and he made a ton of putts. Like In order to win this event, that's what you need to do. And the driving won't be as big of an issue here against the world's best drivers at a shorter course. And, you know, I find that around the greens a lot like putting in a way that you, know, you make one bad chip and it costs you like two strokes that it's not always the best indicator of what's going on. And putting, almost like you mentioned with Gooch, I just don't think it has any corollary. I know it's both in Hawaii. Obviously, it's different islands. It's not directly on the coast, so the wind's not going to affect it as much. But you can't compare the greens at Sony to the greens at Kapalua. Like, the greens at Kapalua are like three times the size. 
And if you spoke to Kevin Kisner, I bet you he would say he got the absolute most out of himself last week with like what a T7, T8 finish on that course that the Bombers, you know, for the most part, all just can, can, can lap him on. I mean, other than, you know, he sort of has that crafty approach and sacking the putts. And, you know, if you're not Matt Jones holding out from here and everywhere, <laughs> Not, you know, no player who, not many players who you would deem worse than Kevin Kisner finished ahead of him. No, I, I agree. I might hop on this answer 33, though. That's a good number for answer. Answer's going to be the, I remember last year, he's the super popular Amex guy, right? Or whatever we call PGA West. Is it? Yeah, he was. And he ended up, I, I forget if it was last year or the year before. No, because the final year before he was a playoff loss last year, I think he was super popular or maybe not playoff loss, but lost at the end. Um, he, he, he pulled a Cantlay two years ago, like last year, Cantlay shot like 60 in the final round and came like fourth or something like that. Uh, but he was never really in it, but he came inside the top five. I think answered to the same thing two years ago where he wasn't really in it, went out and posted like a 63 on Sunday. And all of a sudden he was like T3, but he never really had a chance to win. I think that's what happened because last year was when Siwoo outdueled Finau in the final round and just went out and smoke showed everyone. There was someone else in that group though. It may have been answer. I can't remember. Um, yeah, I, I could easily get on board of with answer anything north of 30. And any, honestly, that Connor's north of 25 is is a friend of mine too, I think. Would you like, and here's what I don't understand. Like Hideki, I don't quite understand the 20. It feels like he should be higher. <laughs> like he should be with Webb at 16 to one or whatever those guys go off at. Well, again, to Hideki, to Hideki, Hideki was 2022 last week. Yeah. Now, I guess you can make the case there's double the field, but when I'm betting on a guy like Hideki, there could be 70 more golfers. If the 14 in the world that I don't think are better than Hideki are playing, that's what I prefer. Like, that's where I think I get value. Not with, do you know what I mean? I'd substitute those 14 for the 70 new guys. Oh, I remember who that, no, wasn't, who was the guy? Was it Brandon Heggy who played in that group last year? Was he the third guy? I don't want to sound like my nemesis is and, you know, have no idea of an event that happened last year and take pride in that. And I'm not taking pride in it, but I have no idea. I feel like I feel like you you blocked it out because no, it may have been Homa. Homa shot a final round 76. That may have taken him out of contention. Gooch was 20. I blocked it out because Finau lost. Is that what you're telling me? Yes, it was Warinsky was the guy who was with them. And he shot 75 in the final round. Yes, you blocked, you, you, you blocked it out because Finau gagged it. Well, he didn't gag it. He just yeah. straight up lost to Siwoo. PJ West is a, is a pro-am or I'm making that up? It was a pro-am in, during COVID times. I don't know if it is or not, but it's like the, it's the pro-am where the highest ranking celebrity is Carlton from Fresh Prince. Ray, yeah, no, Ray it's Romano. more like business. It's more like business and partners than than celebrity, um, I think, to the tour. But yeah. Yeah. Uh, in case you live under a rock, the NFL playoffs are here in DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL is kicking things off with a huge offer. Counting down to the Super Bowl, 56 new customers can get 56 to 1 odds on any wildcard team to win their game. Just bet $5 to win $280 in free bets if your team is victorious. That's right. Just bet $5 on any NFL playoff game. And DraftKings Sportsbook will give new customers an additional $280 in free bets if the team they choose wins their game. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you still have something to play for this wildcard weekend because everyone can play for huge cash prizes with the DraftKings Daily Fantasy Football Contests. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code DOP and get 56 to 1 odds on any NFL team. Just bet $5 to win 280 in free bets if your team wins. That's promo code DOP at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Let's hit up this mid-range then. 
Uh, at DraftKings Sportsbook, like part. The, the 30 to 60 type range, we got Harris English and Kevin Kisner, Seamus Power, Billy Horschel, Jason Kokrak, Joel Damon, Charles Howell III, <laughs> Mav McNeely, Matt Jones coming off quite the week. Cameron Davis, Bezadenhout is 60 to 1. Then you have, yeah, we'll stop there. We'll stop with those guys. 30 to 60. I First thing I did this morning was bet Seamus Power. If anyone watched the research show from the weekend, they saw me draw my conclusions on Seamus Power. I wanted the number to be right on him. I got him at 50 to 1. I don't hate 40 to 1 either. Uh, I even tweeted it out on Monday morning that, like, it, this isn't going to stay at 50 for long. And cut Bryson, it got down, beat down anyway to 45. Then Bryson withdrew. Then he got pot down, down to 40 to 1. The other one that I grabbed was Joel Damon, 70 to 1, with the top five each way uh, at the book that I play on. Joel Damon down to 50 to 1 right now. I do like to target the guys who played last week. I do. And those are, these are two guys that I think fit really well at this course. And they did enough last week to say like, Hey, their game's not completely out of whack because like Kokrak and English, I'll just give a pass to, cause I think they're good players when it comes to Damon and power. I, I want to see them have some sort of form. And I, I think that I saw enough from them last week that I'm in. And I like those longer numbers. So a for starters, I think that's just a really sound blind strategy. If you just sort of came to the Sony each year and bet three or four guys in this range who played last week um, that you like, you kind of indicated that that could be worthwhile. My, uh, I haven't bet Kokrak. I'm not betting Kokrak, but my eyes get drawn to him quickly, seeing a really big number in some places. Like I've seen a number on him this morning, Pat, over 50 to one. Um, and that let you can make the case just blind win equity. A player like that can sometimes deserve your money um, in I, situations like this. For me, though, the player in this range, and you've you've done the hard sell on me uh, on power. Uh, I think Cam Davis could be a sneaky little uh, grab here. I don't know how sneaky he's going to end up being this week. Okay, fair. So he's popular. I, I I don't know. I, I could see him becoming popular because I saw the same thing that you saw last week. Like he really competed against like the very top end guys. And when I ran the numbers, he plays well at some of these shorter courses. His eagle rate is through the roof. Like number nine and number 18 are going to be in play for him every single day. I, I can see it. I don't know if he putts well enough to win at a course like this, but I guess he won Rocket Mortgage. He did chip in on 17 in order that, or the 71st hole in order to win that one. Staged that like incredible odds flip on the board where he was like 400 to one and then like minus 200 within the span of like two holes. Kokrak gave that one away, I felt like, where he didn't really show up to play on Sunday. I would feel more comfortable with Kokrak than Cam Davis. It's hard to kind of argue that Kokrak kind of bl brings that um, win equity. Listen, you're making the bet on Jason Kokrak. We talk about this all the time when we do this show. This is an outright bet. You might not like a Jason Kokrak top five or top 10. You could think that could be risky uh, in some ways, although that can seem silly at times. You are betting on Jason Kokrak, you know, hitting his ceiling in a field that sucks and he's 55 to one. You'd rather, but I bet you'd rather see Wu than Kokrak. Well, I mean, I'm going to bet see Wu regardless anyway. So that, that's not, that's not even really a question. That's just that's, that's just money that I take and burn every single week. I don't really consider him an actual part and, of the picks. That's just where I want to be. And without getting out of this range, um, Maverick McNeely be, started to become you know very popular DFS betting player. Uh, obviously he was playing well. There's fun storylines. His name is cool. Like just a lot of like thing, big things and little things that add up to here. You think Cam Smith would, or Cam Davis would be more popular than McNeely this week? I don't know. Cause I do think that a lot of people are going to play the, did they play last week narrative just cause it's worked and you, know, you play it until it doesn't work with these sort of like trends that don't actually mean anything or do mean something, but there's no real way to quantify it. But I do agree that Mad McNeely was like the pot. He and Aaron Wise were the two guys coming into the year. It was like, watch out for a breakout from these two. So I think if people thought that Mad McNeely was going to be a breakout player this year, and I think that he's, listen, I was betting Mad McNeely last year. He was good. And he played well at courses like this, these shorter end courses. And we know how hot he can get with the putter. I completely understand it. 
I think that if I see McNeely at 50 and he's surrounded, like I like Damon better. Um, if I was going to take a guy who hasn't played yet this year, I'd probably take Bizadenhout because I think that yeah. Bizadenhout is a better putter. And I just think that overall he's a better player. Um, now it doesn't mean that one's going to win and one's not going to win. They're both probably not going to win, but if Kokrak's in that same range, I don't see how I could take Kokrak. If English falls down that far, like why wouldn't I take Harris English? Although he's playing poorly, like he's probably properly priced. I would feel far more comfortable with Matt McNeely at like 90 to one than 50 or 45 to one. I don't really have a follow-up on okay. that. I, I agree with your Bizaden Hope. Uh, take if there is a player in this range that didn't play last week it would be him because you're just betting on him absolutely filling it from everywhere and this this feels like a sort of course where he like it's not that driving doesn't matter at this course obviously driving matters at this course but he can kind of get away with spraying it a little bit we know that his approach is top notch one of like you know, probably the top 30 players in the world with his irons and he gets unconscious with his putter when he's on that, you know, I probably would like him more always at like harder tournaments. I think that's going to kind of be his jam a lot like Mac Hughes in that way. But at the same time, like 60 to one in this tournament, can I find a better number than 60 or is that just what he's going to be at? He's basically 60 everywhere. I don't know. It feels like he could win this tournament. I guess the, the only thing is like betting on, I'm not trying to compare them. Sorry, like the premium skill set putter, your Bazaden Ho, your Denny McCarthy. That they're not like, listen, they're, they're not in the same category though. Like Denny McCarthy sometimes contends at the Wyndham in this tournament. Bazaden Ho contends in majors. Okay, that is that is fair. And I I you know hoped I, I probably didn't separate them enough when I prefaced it. I just always come back to like I'm betting on the absolutely perfect putting performance. Like for me, I, I'm just a sucker for the Siwoo, like over just that, that game type. Like I'd rather just bet on the guy that might get putt luck, but I'm hoping is going to just hit it to seven feet all week. I mean, the, with Siwoo, Siwoo is just such an extreme example of that because, you know, for 28 okay, Kokrak, Kokrak, I think Kokrak is a good one. I think I've talked myself into Kokrak as we've been talking. Did he do anything even on Sunday that no. like we can say as gamblers, no, like we sucked. saw this baby step and he just got four rounds out of the system. That was an exhibition. Yeah. How, how did he finish again? Dead last. Yeah. He had a great week though. Thanks. Yeah. 72, 70, mm. 72, 71. Not great, Jason. Oh, that's hard. That's hard to step in front of, even though you mentioned the nah. Listen, we were going to step. We, we were just about to step in front of answer. He was the third worst guy in the field. I like answer. Yeah. So, I mean, what's the difference? <laughs> Anyone else from this range that we want to go down the rabbit hole on? Billy Horschel? Uh, he deserves to, to, I guess, be in the same discussion, but I don't bet Billy Horschel. Ang You'd have to really give me some amazing cases to why I should. Uh, let me see. Can, can I can I manufacture a case for old Billy Horse? What did he come last week? He finished T23. It wasn't as bad as I thought. Turned in a nice Sunday performance, a Sunday 66 for Billy Horschel. He lost eight strokes with his irons last week. I think that's a career worst performance from him. It is. The worst performance of his career on approaches was last week. So I bet you it's better this week. Yeah, I bet you it is, but I don't care. That's That doesn't do it for me one bit. Uh, let's see. He finished seventh I, I, last year here. I'm more into almost every other player we discussed from Kokrak to Davis to M or to Kim. I just, but I, I, I don't know ever see. I don't bet Billy and there's not a case. So oh, okay. I'm not betting him this week. All right. We'll do 70 to one and up so the long shots in the field at the sony open you got your c woos your chris kirks your matt kuchars aaron 
Aaron Rye. EVR is another guy who played last week. He's 80 to 1 at DraftKings Sportsbook right now. Brennan Steele has played this tournament each of the past two years, has a second and a fourth. He's 80 to 1. Denny McCarthy's 80 to 1. Like, if there was ever a course where he could win, it would be this course. This is his style of game. Hoagie's irons were fantastic throughout the swing season. He's 90 to 1 by my course fit model. Uh, Keegan Bradley rated out really well. He's 90 to 1. Someone just jumped on the page for me. I have no idea who it is. Keith Mitchell, short Bermuda track. I mean, that's usually where you want him. Nick Hardy finished inside the top 20 here last year. He's 130 to 1. Then you have like your Pendriths, your Lucas. Where's Lucas Herbert? Lucas Herbert and Lucas Glover might not be bad bombs to go after. Uh, just because, again, they're guys who played last week. Lucas Herbert, 130 to 1. Lucas Glover, 150 to 1. Yeah, they look terrible next to John Rom. John Rom's not here this week. Chris Kirk. I'm okay. seeing a 90 on Chris. Do you worry that he's just never going to win? You know what? That's probably fair. I'll have some props on him last year. This is where he started an incredible run of of cashing T5s or 10s or certainly T20s for like almost 70% of the events he went in for two and a half months. He's second or third here last year. He was second here last year. Yeah. And he's playing really shit the bed. He and Steele. That's how Na ended up winning. Because remember Neiman? Because I had money on Neiman, and Neiman ended up coming in second. But looking at it right now, he has a weird career at the Sony, and maybe you can kind of mix this in with where his career was at the time. Second a year ago, miscut, miscut, 10th. Miscut, miscut, 26th, 2nd, 5th, 38th, 30th. So he's play, he plays this tournament every single year. Um, some years, they're huge spike years for him. He putts really well at this course. His irons are just daggers here. I think I'd rather just bet him first-round leader. Get behind that. I don't think uh, I'll probably have some T20 on Chris Kirk. That was sort of how I how that, I roll. That was paying your bills last year for a while. Chris Kirk. Yeah, I was paying 20? for losses. Yeah, you sort of escape. You escape some some losses. What about your boy, Tyler Pendrith? I don't know what to make of him. He just he hits the ball so far, although he competed. He almost won in Bermuda, which is a really short course. Oh, maybe he is one of those guys that... Where, where's Gary Woodland? This is where I wanted to win my Gary Woodland money. Do I have to wait to next week to do that now? Possibly, Pat. I'll tell you, I'm sure Sky and the European guys, uh, don't though they all love the Aaron Ray iron numbers? Yeah, Aaron Ray played really... Like, he's one on the European tour. Like, he's a good player. So I've seen him as high as 100 to 1. Like, what? would you rather bet Aaron Ray? at 100 to 1 or bet someone like KH Lee at 100 to 1 who played last week albeit not well or Brennan Grace at 130 who played last week or Lucas Herbert or Lucas Glover at 130 and 150 to 1 like I feel like all those guys Aaron Rye may have more potential than those guys in 2022 as someone who kind of breaks through a la like Biz Aidenhout I could see that but I, I feel like you always just want Aaron Rye at like linksy style courses where these other guys are already warmed up and they're proven PGA tour winners. Yeah. So I guess for the purposes of outright betting, it's important, unlike me to get yourself out of the headspace of, Oh, I like this guy. Maybe he'll be good this year. And, and that doesn't need to relate to, I need to bet him at the first event of the season. So you will have nobody who hasn't played last week. No, I will have some guys who haven't played last week, but I think that when the, when it comes down to a tiebreaker, if there are guys in a similar range that I like, like sort of the difference between Answer and Connors, and albeit Answer is a better putter, but the fact that Answer played last week and Connors didn't leads me towards Answer. Like Kokrak versus Bizadenhout, that's why I would take Kokrak. Like I have enough problem crossing guys off my list. Like this is a very helpful tool for me. Yeah, listen, part of the battle is crossing the names off, right? We start, we sort of have that starting list. And then from that, I got to whittle it down to four, five, six names that I want to bet. So you're absolutely right. And as gamblers, we almost have to convince ourselves or trick ourselves and any anything helps. You said it off the top, that Hideki stat, like right away. It's like, ah, you're splitting hairs and he sucks here putting for a guy that sucks putting sort of as a whole done red ink. Now it's on to Connor's Gucci answer. 
looking what happened to e i got evr went 67 70 70 70 67 70 70 69 last week t25 tied with bryson and Higo. he's 80 to 1 seems pretty deep for him doesn't it like maybe you think that mav mcneely is a better player but why would you sacrifice like 40 points when you could bet evr like don't they seem like they could both win EVR, I don't. How many people putted worse than Berger? EVR probably did. Uh, EVR last week. No, he did not putt as poorly as Daniel Berger did. He did not. I <laughs> uh, I guess you just see him miss like four footers on TV, and it's like, whoa, buddy. There's a couple guys here. Like, uh, do you have any interest in, in the Japanese players? Like uh, Takumi Kanata, who I believe nope. is number fifty-one in the world right now. He's 80 to 1. That that seems extreme, but. Or are these DraftKings guys that I should be looking at? No, I mean, listen, I've already my bankroll's already gone. Yeah, so if you're wondering if you're like wonder, unless Go ahead. So like unless um you know, they're just some some guys that are just ball like pure ball strikers, Norlander, Grillo uh shez Reevy types i believe i believe Reevy withdrew paul do i have that correct he just, he just withdrew yeah so he is now out okay where's andrew landry i wanted to bet on andrew landry and then he's not playing what a jerk a couple guys i wanted to bet on just didn't show up to this tournament where's mac hughes show up to this tournament mac hughes i'll bet you here and there's a couple corn fa- i gotta talk to sky about these corn fairy guys like lee hodges how Tong is 350 to one, which just blows my mind. Okay. Here's an actual one for you. And I know it has like, it's going to be insane. He's probably going to come like dead last. Jim Herman is 350 to one. These are the types of courses where he wins. Colonial. Yeah. Uh, he won at Wyndham and then he won at like Barbasol or something stupid like that. Like short courses, when, when... score fests. I I have nothing. You can say know. yes or no. You can just say no. Like, I'm not going to be No, mad. Jim Herman, no. But I don't know. It's 500, 400, 500 to 1, 300? 350 to 1. Maybe maybe an FRL on Herman. It's honestly, I'm just having a, um, going down memory lane, reading the back of the field here. I'm not going to lie, Pat. You get lost in some of these, you know, names from your past. Like Well Hung, Peter Young? Jerry Kelly? Remember Martin Trainer almost won an event in Houston? I think that's the one that Kokrak won. Jerry Kelly's probably won this event. He has. He, I believe he won it in 2002. Sam Ryder, 350 to 1. You got Wesley Bryant. Sung Kang? C- Cecil Peters' boy, Joseph Bramlett, 350 to 1. Okay, are you betting um, your boy Sepp, first round leader? Oh, where, where is he? I didn't even see Strzok was in the field. Oh, Strzok is 200 exactly. to one overall. He'll be like 150. Yeah, I'll probably, I'll throw out some first round. I gotta, I gotta get back in the swing of things of losing money a lot on golf. I didn't lose enough last week. Didn't feel like the actual season had started. Didn't play any first round leaders. Kept it like to the top of the board. I got some guys I can like blow money on here. Well, that's why DraftKings great. Even just like trying to set your first dummy lineup of the week. It just gives me, usually when I do that early in the morning or if it happens before we record, lets me just see some of the names. Uh, you know, like last year's darling, Hank Lebiota's here. <laughs> Camilo Vajegas. Remember when nasty Nate Lashley almost hit that 250 to one at Pebble Beach? Remember that? That was going to be so glorious. And then he couldn't get into that bunker on the final day. And that was the end of him. But like, there's a couple guys like, didn't Roger Sloan almost win at the Wyndham? Didn't that happen? Like everyone was on him and he almost won. He was in that playoff. He was in it late. Harry Higgs. Popular Ari- dude. Oh, uh, b- British superstar, Ari Iggs, according to Tim. <laughs> now we're naming names. I did identify Kramer Hickok as someone who plays these types of courses really well. He's 150 to one. Probably, probably won't get my money in the outright market, but first round leader top 20 is something I would look at for Kramer Hickok. Kramer. Any... Keith Mitchell's got a pretty big number here, Patrick. What is it? In a pretty jabroni field. I see him at 90. Yeah. Eh. That seems pretty strong. 
I think I like him as a DraftKings play instead. I think if I'm going to take a bomb here, it's going to be like a big bomb. Big timer. That like maybe... Bing bong. Bing like, bong. Like besides Damon, probably going to avoid that like 60 to 100 range. And then like probably go power. I've already gone power and Damon, but I'll probably go like Kokrak, Answer, maybe Gooch. Like that, that that's sort of the range yeah. where I want to kind of mix in. So and, and I, I think I'm... Go ahead. Yeah, sorry. No, go no, ahead. No, no, you were saying your pick. I cut you off at the absolute worst time. I apologize. No, it's okay. We can get to the quick picks if you want. Are we done with the bombs? Yeah. I just think I'm going to have like that veteran card of guys who probably played last week. Like, I don't know. My brain hurts. My body hurts. My soul is defeated, but off the mat. And I don't know. I'm not going to overthink it. Okay. I'm quick, not going to overthink it. Quick picks for the Sony Open. I mentioned Seamus Power, 50 to 1, is already on the card. Joel Damon, 70 to 1, with a top five each way, is already on the board. I'll have my full cheat sheet with first round leaders, top 20s, outright picks in the Mayo Media newsletter that's going to come out on Wednesday afternoon. That will also include the DraftKings ownership projections that I try to put out there. Let's call them guesses, not necessarily projections. What I'm guessing is going to be the DraftKings ownership for the week. But I think I'm going to have to have a tough talk with myself here between Connors, Answer, Gooch, and Kokrak. I think those four guys, although Horschel, Horschel might be a good play in the giant one and done, actually. I mean, maybe that's where I'll end up using him. No one, no yeah. one wants to use Billy Ho this week, but it seems like a good spot for him. I'm going to just rescind my negative comments about him earlier. Other than I'm not betting him. I have nothing bad to say. He actually fits the type of player that I'm betting. Um, and, the, and he's kind of in a perfect odds range. But I'm going to go with Kokrak, Answer, uh, I'm going to bet Kokrak an answer for sure. It'll be hard to keep me off Connors. And I'm going to be living in that, yeah, 30 to 60, probably with a couple other bodies. Um, maybe tail your Seamus Power call. Maybe Gooch. But yeah, so quick picks. Answer, Kokrak, and I'm deciding with Connors, Gooch, Connors, Gooch, Power, Yeah, that's it. I don't know. This is Cam Davis. Cam Davis. Yeah, that's about it for me. Well, it seems like your thoughts are very well collected, but I will be doing some no, coke. No, nothing rack is with you. I'm in. Fifty-five to one. Let's press the button. In. In on coke rack. Yeah. So you, you talk through my coke. joke. You talk through my joke. I should. I just. I, I. I didn't need to say more. Kokrak can answer, and then other decisions I have to make. Okay, that's all I have. One and done selections for the Sony Open. The one and done is back. I'm actually super excited because, well, I'm technically in last. I'm technically in first at the moment as well, and that's just very exciting for me. So you, Tim, and I will have our standard $100 winner take all show picks that we do the show picks will not necessarily reflect who we take in the giant race for the mayo cup one and done which you can go play in right now at fantasygolfchampionships.com it starts this week so you have to go get your spot right now if you want it cust originally picked bryson dechambeau obviously he is not playing cust has pivoted and cust always gets to pick first in this and we can't take the same guys as a part of this uh in each week he is taking sung J M with his pick for the one and done this week I'll take Mark Leishman. You're going to take Leishman. And that leaves me to take... Screw it. I will take Abraham Answer for the context of our pool as my pick this week. Hopefully he plays a little bit better than he did a week ago. I'm very excited I to be, be... He'll miss the cut and I'll like be in last. I do have a one and done strategy video, which I released on the weekend. It's a part of the audio podcast for you're looking for it from the research show as well it's in two parts so you can listen to it up there uh but essentially and we've spelled this out last week but i will repeat it again there's no difference in a giant one and done between a t17 and a miscut it's exactly the same thing i would agree with that 
I mean, I don't want to demoralize people before it starts, but <laughs> the reality is for you to do really well in the contest, you're going to have to outperform even what you thought was possible of yourself. Correct. Yeah, you're gonna, you're not only gonna have to be sharp this year. You're gonna need to be sharp and lucky it, if you want to win the yeah, fifty. It's like, but if you don't winning, have a, if yeah. you don't have a top three finisher along with like seven winners, you're not gonna sniff first place. It's like winning the super contest. I mean, you know, for for picking NFL games, like you enter that contest, and the number, like the percentage, the winning percentage. I, I guess they would have the results already because it would have ended. I'm sure the guy that won, like he's never capped at that clip in his life, in his life. Um, so best of luck. You don't have to worry about me. I'll be in dead last. <laughs> it'll start. It'll start this week. You did say something I wanted to comment on, but I, I forgot. So it doesn't matter. It's okay. You had a rough night. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy. Everyone is entertained. That's it. You know, whatever. Lost cause. Here, here's Lost cause. Here's the thing. It's it's fifty thousand dollars to first place. It's thirty five thousand to second. Twenty five thousand to third place. And Moose and I worked on the prize pool for this and like the payouts. And the one thing that we wanted was you don't want to play in a season long thing. And like if you come twentieth, like it's we did we didn't want to be like oh all the money's to first and second. If you come twentieth, basically you double your money. We didn't want that. So even in this one, if you come in twentieth, you win thirty two hundred and fifty bucks. If you come in fiftieth, you win nine hundred bucks. Like you still get a good ROI for being good. We want to reward people that are consistently good throughout the year and make it flatter payout. So I, I think that's really the bonus of this structure. I also entered the thousand dollar one and done me and EPAD are going head to head in that one. So I, I feel like that one's a bit more attainable for me to win. Cause it only has 49 people. So I really just don't want to finish last in that one. I would totally agree with that sentiment. And I like your Abe pick. Cause he's going to be super popular next week. People might be thinking we're going to save Abe to pop gonna pop the week before and hopefully you win and i can hit an outright bet on that that would be nice i, I think that i'm gonna get in on should i get you're doing answer should i get in on answer as well is that what we're doing boom in. I, I don't abraham, wanna, abraham I, answer 33 to 1 i'm in boom answer coke rack damon power i'm now thinking about billy horschel he's just kind of on my mind so uh i'll let rick talk me into someone on tuesday's DraftKings show I'll save some room for Rick's insight because he has very good insight and he will be on the DraftKings show on Tuesday. And I'll be talking to Rick for odds checker. So I will like to pick his brain. Sometimes I got to get it out, you know, get it out of him. Doesn't like, uh, you know, we put on the spot like that, but we're friends. So I'll you, grind you, him a little. You nudge him. You nudge him to figure it out. Anyway, that will do it on the Pat Mayo Experience. Listeners leave a link for DraftKings down in the description. The one and done, we got to fill it, starts on Thursday for the entire year. Uh, there's a bunch of different tournaments. If you don't want to play in the $125 one, there's $25 ones. You can make your own custom tournament with your friends if you want to, up to 20 people in those. Uh, but playing the race for the Mayo Cup, we need to fill this. There's around 900 spots left because there's like 75 spots filled during the course of this. Cust is playing in it, so you can probably beat him. Uh, fantasygolfchampionships.com. Leave a five star review on apple podcast leave a five star rating on spotify if you can and subscribe to the newsletter i think that's going to be it for me thank you all for watching good luck this week i'll see you next time experience experience